seems really like a triple threat ETF. You have your ESG, a sustainable dividend approach, and your cover calls. Welcome to Deep Dive, a special edition of the BMO ETFs podcast. In these episodes, we put our investment strategies under the microscope so you can see how they work for your clients and your practice. Today, our experts will take you under the hood of the BMO Global High Dividend Covered Call ETF, ticker symbol ZWG, brought to you by BMO Global Asset Management. Hello, and thank you for joining us today. I'm your host, Danielle Nezel, ETF Product Specialist with BMO ETF. Well, it's been a wild ride for investors since the COVID-19 crisis went from just overseas news to impacting the entire global economy and creating a global economic shutdown. We had one of the worst bear markets in March, followed by one of the greatest bull markets in April. Central banks are dropping interest rates to close to zero, so the search for income going forward will be very difficult. This is a really challenging and confusing time for investors. How do we navigate this extremely volatile market? Where do we go from here? Where can we invest today that will offer portfolio yield, but will also add portfolio growth 18 to 24 months down the road as markets recover? Cover call investment strategies can be a very effective portfolio tool, and especially right now. This is because they manage downside risk, they generate cash flow, and provide opportunity for growth. The newest addition to BMO's successful cover call ETF suite is the Global High Dividend Cover Call ETF, ticker ZWG. This is the first and only global cover call solution in Canada. And here today to take us under the hood of this ETF is one of its chief architects, portfolio manager and ETF specialist, Chris Heap. Welcome, Chris. Thanks, Danielle. Great to be here. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Great, Chris. I'm really excited to talk about this ETF ZWG today, and in particular because it has several different layers to it that make it such a great and efficient tool for investors right now. The cover call strategy provides some downside protection, which is really important in volatile markets. It offers a tax-efficient yield. Right now, it's yielding 7%. And it offers ESG integration, all which make it a really great growth and income strategy for investors, especially in times like today. So let's start by looking at the global dividend aspect of ZWG. Chris, why should investors be looking to add global dividends to their portfolios right now, especially in times like these where we're hearing stories about companies potentially having to cut dividends or suspend dividends? You know, I think to, to answer your question on why dividends, I think it's, it's not so simple just to say dividends are good or dividends are bad. What you really have to do when you're investing in dividends is look at the company itself. What kinds of companies are you investing in? Now, a company can be paying you dividends because uh, they have a really strong business model. They're generating cash. They have lots of excess cash on hand that they can both use to grow their business as well as pay back investors. Those are very good companies. Those are the ones that we want to have. You know, you can also have dividend payers where they're kind of operating on a financial shoestring, you know, not as sustainable with that dividend yield. And, you know, these would be the so-called yield traps. So I think dividends can be very effective for investors who are looking for income. 
Now, certainly the cover call overlay adds to that story and we're going to get into that but it's all about finding the right dividend exposures and and that's what we're trying to do i think that's what we're doing with this strategy when you find these kind of large cap blue chip stocks these are the ones that you want to be in as we you know navigate this economic slowdown you want to be in the large caps you want high quality and these are the going to be the exposures i think that are going to really serve investors well Okay, so now let's just take a little bit of a deeper dive into uh, that portfolio of large cap blue chip stocks that you're mentioning with sustainable dividend growth. What does the portfolio really look like? What's its sector makeup and what kind of companies are in uh, ZWG? For sure. So, you know, like I said, it's large cap blue chip. There's 50 holdings from all corners of the globe. So we've got Canada, US, Europe and Asia all represented within the portfolio. Very diversified from a sector point of view. We do about 25% sector cap on any one given sector to ensure there's no over-concentration. Strong weight in the U.S. So, you know, although if you look at the broad index, the S&P 500 has the lowest dividend yield by quite a ways in comparison to the rest of the world. At the same time, there's still a great source of high-quality companies paying strong yields. And, you know, Microsoft, which is the top holding in the WG would be an excellent example of that. Microsoft is generating cash on, you know, a daily, weekly, monthly basis, selling new operating systems, new software packages, you know, active in that cloud business as well. So companies like that that are really high quality generating cash are are excellent inclusions for the portfolio. When you mentioned sustainability, again, I think that's a really important part of the strategy. And all all the um, holdings in the strategy are going through our dividend sustainability test. So we're looking at payout ratios on a historical and forward-looking basis. And the kinds of companies we want to hold in the portfolio are the ones with very manageable payout ratios. You know, ideally in that 40, 50, 60% range tends to be the sweet spot. That's going to mean that the company is number one on stable financial footing. Also number two, that as we go through a difficult economic environment, and perhaps revenues slow down in certain areas, these are companies that are going to be able to maintain their dividend or even possibly grow their dividends if their businesses can, can thrive. So again, it's large cap multinationals. We put it all together, some very recognizable names in the portfolio. I mentioned Microsoft already, you know, other big names in the US, Verizon, Johnson & Johnson and Home Depot. Um, in Europe, you might hear the pharmaceutical Roche Holdings as a major holding there, Allianz Insurance. So it's a very strong and diversified portfolio, and it's yielding about 5% on dividend yield. So it's a very attractive yield, and that's you know before we even get into the cover call side of things. Okay, great. I'm glad you brought that up because the next thing I want to talk about is the yield. So uh, last time I looked, ZWG was yielding just a little over 7%, which, Chris, in this low-rate environment is very attractive. So you've explained about 5% of that is coming from the dividends. But the other component comes from the call writing on the portfolio. So how have the cover calls added yield? And further, how does the call writing uh, provide downside protection for the portfolio as well? For sure. And so maybe I'll just kind of quickly recap what we're doing with the cover call overlay first is, you know, what that's all about is selling a portion of potential upside in order to generate current income. That's what selling calls on on equities is all about and running that cover call strategy. You know, the real trick is in managing that trade-off between growth and income. And of course, we want both. You know, we know our clients want both growth and income. 
So, you know, we're the largest cover call provider in Canada by pretty far, actually. And I think we found that right balance. You know, first and foremost, we only cover half the portfolio with options. So that means, you know, if there's really strong equity markets, we have great participation because half the portfolio will never sell options on. So they'll fully participate in rallies. And then what we do with the other half is we're generating about three to 4% in additional income. Again, we're going to adjust where we sell the options depending on the volatility. So when we have more volatile markets, we can sell those options further out of the money. But that 3 to 4% we're adding on an annual basis kind of serves as a buffer to the strategy. You know, again, within the portfolio right now, we're, we're over 8% on a gross basis. And it just gives clients a good kind of income head start to the year, knowing you're going to earn 8% on the stocks. And then where does the remainder of your return comes from that more long-term capital growth side of the portfolio? So overall, I would say, you know, our approach is really not being greedy for yield. And it's been a very effective approach. And then last kind of comment I want to make there, and you touched on it, Daniel, earlier, is the tax efficiency, which I think is a very key point, particularly in the global equity space. So the calls that we're selling, there's no withholding tax. And those calls are sold on the capital account. So they're treated as capital gains, essentially, which is, you know, as we know, the most tax favorable composition of the tax. So, you know, again, when we're investing in foreign companies like U.S. or European companies, typically for a Canadian that's going on the income account, you know, there's there's going to be a withholding tax of 10, 15 percent usually. Uh, doing it through calls, there's no withholding on the capital gain account. It's a very tax-efficient way as well. So it's overall, if it's done correctly, the cover call overlay can really be a significant kind of value creation for unit holders. And talking about the cover call overlay a little more, so ZWG was launched in January before all the market turmoil kind of began. Can you talk to us a little bit about how it has performed going into this extreme market crisis with increased volatility versus maybe a long or only portfolio that doesn't have option exposure? Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's a couple of things. So, you know, number one, it's kind of touched on it, the option income acts as a buffer. So if we're selling away potential upside and stocks are either going down or going sideways, you know, that means that the stock's aren't going to cross their strikes and we'll just keep that income that we've collected and it will remain in the fund. So certainly as markets go down and and go sideways, gives you an opportunity to collect extra income that you wouldn't otherwise be collecting in a stock only strategy. As well in those volatile markets, you could really get interesting and very effective trade-offs on these call writings. I mentioned to get that three to 4% in extra income, you can actually set those strikes pretty far out of the money. And, and that's what we were doing in March and April in this strategy. We were generating that extra income, but the actual strikes themselves were usually 10, 15%, if not more, out of the money. So, you know, that's one kind of silver lining about the volatility in a strategy like this is we can actually use volatility to our advantage in a way. You know, usually volatility is like, you know, it's like the V word for, for equities and fixed income. It's not usually a good thing when you're talking about volatility, but you know, with cover calls, we can kind of turn that to our advantage and generate income more effectively. And then there's just the, the, the last point I make on, on the, um, how this portfolio is behaving during the volatility is going back to that stock selection. So again, being in blue chip, senior, high quality companies tends to give us a performance improvement. 
versus a broad benchmark exposure. And that's exactly what we saw. So since the fund was launched in mid-January to March 23rd, which was really the low of, of the equity markets before they went on, as you said, that, that tremendous bull recovery we've had since then, there was 3.5% outperformance in the strategy as we went into that significant sell-off. Uh, that happened very quickly. And we've kept the vast majority of that as we've rallied out of that low. So again, the options provides a good exposure in times of volatility. And then going back to those stocks, I think that's also an important point that that's helping improve client outcomes as we're navigating these kind of challenging markets. Okay, so ZWG, so we have the high dividend component to it. We have the cover call overlay component. Now I want to talk about the ESG component of this ETF. So as we know, ESG has really become a very relevant topic among investors right now, whether they want to align their values to their investments or more so as a risk mitigation tool to avoid companies who are exposed to ESG controversies. So what is the approach within ZWG to select names with positive ESG scores? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So I'll start by talking about a responsible investing team. And, you know, this is a team that deals, you know, 100% with matters of, of ESG and governance and does this for, for clients who are invested in our funds and also just on a consulting basis. Uh, so it's a pretty deep team uh, headed out of London of about 25 people. And, you know, what they have access to is a variety of, of third-party ESG scores. And they also do some internally uh, calculated metrics as well. So they have quite a bit of proprietary data that covers actually the vast majority of equities um, in the world. So we'll lean on their scoring and, you know, the insights driven from that deep group. The way I'd characterize it is, for the most part, it's not an exclusionary screen. The exception there would be tobacco, guns, ammunitions, companies of that nature, they would be excluded. But apart from that, it's not an exclusionary approach. What we are really looking for are companies who are kind of ahead of the pack within their own industries. So again, leveraging that responsible investing team to identify which companies are really doing better, you know, with regards to all components of the ESG, the, the environmental, social, as well as governance. So that's kind of from the selection side where we'll implement that screen as well. And then once we're up and running, we can again leverage that, we call it the RI team, responsible investing. And they do a couple of different things for us, one of which is they vote our proxies. We actually have a quite a good data set on that. And, you know, if you compare us to our competitors, they're dissenting from management, you know, at a far higher rate than our largest competitors. So they're very active on proxy voting. And they are they also um, will be active from an impact investing approach. And what I mean by that is they'll actually approach management and talk to them about issues that are relevant to their businesses, you know, whether that's climate change or or a governance issue or, or whatever that ESG concern may be. So, you know, not only is it just a portfolio construction tool, it's an ongoing oversight and ability to prove the, improve the portfolio, you know, through that ESG philosophy as well. And I like that you said it improves the portfolio. I want to take this ESG conversation a little bit further because I think there's a misconception out there that by investing in companies with high ESG scores, investors might have to give up alpha or, or excess return. So can you kind of dispel this and uh, talk about how ESG can actually help add return to a portfolio? For sure. And, you know, I think, you know, to some extent that was actually true in the past, that ESG oriented portfolio or index didn't really perform quite as well as a broad index. 
but you know things are changing is the way i look at it and you know one of the other products we run are are the msci esg leaders indexes which which again identify companies that are more esg aware and involved than their competitors and and what you see is if you look at a 10-year return you know it lags the broad index but as you bring in that that time window narrower like five years three years one year you'll see that performance gap not only shift to esg but it shifts stronger and stronger to esg so I really think things are changing. It is it is for real uh, this time. Climate change is certainly something that companies have to be aware of. They have to have a plan around that, you know, an investing plan. And and the way I look at it is, you know, the past is not always indicative of the future. And what ESG is becoming is essentially a new factor or a new uh, premium that investors can get exposure to. So not only is it the case that you're not going to give up on return, I actually think by going with an ESG approach, you'll improve your return and risk outcomes. Um, and again, we can see that in that uh, certain companies, you know, such as say a renewable energy sector, not only appeals to investors who are deploying capital, you know, investors who have an ESG mindset, it also often appeals to governments who are funding projects. You know, if the government has an ESG mindset, again, that's where capital is going to flow. So. Again, I think it's, you know, just given the challenges of, um, you know, what's going on with climate change. Again, we, we haven't talked a lot about it. Obviously, COVID is, is front and center. But, you know, I think going forward, ESG is actually going to be a premium that investors will want to have exposure to. So I think it's going to be a nice little tailwind uh, from an investment point of view for the portfolio, as well as a, um, a good portfolio construction technique. Wow, that's great. It seems like really like a triple threat ETF. You have your ESG your dividend, a sustainable dividend approach, and your cover calls. That's great. Thanks so much, Chris. This has been really insightful for investors to break down the components of ZWG. And you've really proven why it can be such a successful strategy, especially when markets behave uh, the way that they are today. So just as a reminder, ZWG is a 65 basis points management fee. It's successfully managed by Chris and the rest of the BMO ETF portfolio managers. It is currently yielding 7%, and it really is a great growth and income solution. So, Chris, thanks again for your time today and sharing your expertise. Thank you, Danielle. For more in-depth details on ZWG or any BMO ETFs, please visit our ETF dashboard at bmoetf.ca. Thank you for joining us. Thank you to our speakers, Danielle Nezel, BMO Product Manager, and Chris Heeks, Portfolio Manager, and to you for joining us on Deep Dive a special edition of the BMO ETFs podcast. The viewpoints expressed by the portfolio manager represent their assessment of the markets at the time of publication. Those views are subject to change without notice at any time without any kind of notice. The information contained herein is not and should not be construed as investment tax or legal advice to any party. Investment should be evaluated relative to the individual's investment objectives and professional advice should be obtained with respect to any circumstance. Any statements that necessarily depend on future events may be a forward-looking statement. Forward-looking statements are not guarantees of performance. 